Hello, folks. It's Jay from Jay Talk here to talk about Anchor. We just switched to Anchor from our previous hosting service for our podcast. Uh, a couple of highlight points. It's free. Um, it's got great tools for recording and editing your podcast on your phone or on the computer, on the phone, on the go. Make some good content there. Um, you can also add some songs from Spotify. Uh, make your own radio show. Look forward to mine. Uh, I hope you guys like it. Um, of course, Anchor has great tools for publishing or distributing your podcast to other platforms like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Um, and then you can try it. You can make money off your podcast, you know, with no minimum listenership. Um, it's really everything you need, and, and I love the analytics. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, folks, welcome back to Jay Nerds Out. Of course, you've got me, Jay, from Jay Talk. And, uh, of course, we have our wonderful co-host, my son, Jay. Also Jay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll, <laughs> we'll probably just start saying, it's it's the Jay Squared team. Oh, no. <laughs> so uh, we're going to have a lot of fun with today's episode. I'm um, going to talk a little bit about uh, Star Wars. And just just to kind of give everybody a little warning... Before you say things like that. Mm. <laughs> there you go. There's our spoiler alert. Yes. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler exactly. alert. Exactly. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about, um, so recently you had the season finale of the story of Boba Fett. Yes. And it actually was a phenomenal season finale, I will tell you that. It was a phenomenal season in general. No, the season overall was really good. It was very interesting to see some of that backstory of uh, where he was after the return of the Jedi, after he got knocked off the ship. You know? Yeah, but, the, the, the Sarlacc pit and everything like that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. it really like, tells you the entire story of what happened afterwards. Yes. Which yes. was nice to see, actually. Yeah, and it, um, I mean, he doesn't necessarily change, but he does. He's, he, yeah, he has a little more appreciation for, you know, the clan, I guess you would say, because of, of what he went through with the Tuscans. And that was, that was really insane. So, yeah, um, we did warn you, it is a spoiler alert because we're going to really, really reveal some things here about the show and. You know, if you haven't seen it, it may intrigue you enough to go check it out because we're not going to tell you everything. So, or, or are we? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, that would be like a multi-hour show. I don't think we can do that. No, no. Yeah. So, Spark notes it. Yeah. So, I will tell you this: we've been uh, we've watched Mandalorian season one, season two, and we've seen the story of Boba Fett, and then. Recently, we also have been watching the cartoon version of Star Wars, The Bad Batch, was actually is turning out yes. really, really well. So we we do get into the Star Wars kind of uh, series, movies really well. We like the story behind everything. So oh, Yeah, it's an incredibly expansive universe that so many tales and stuff can be told. And they can't align, but they don't have to, like at all. Yes. It's really fun to see that. Yes, well, and it's nice. 
I like the fact that you've got the main story that the movies have been following, and they've had a couple of side stories with the movies. Yeah, you, like Rogue One. Yeah, Rogue One is a good thing. And then the Solo movie. Yeah, the Solo yeah. movie was really good. Yeah, so the... Oh. A lot of people that said it wasn't, but I thought it was okay. You thought it was okay? Yeah, it wasn't bad. I actually haven't watched the Solo movie, so I can't make a judgment on that one. (laughs) I don't know. I've heard mixed feelings. Some kind of like Uh, on the fence. Yeah, exactly. So, But uh, yeah, so me and Jay, you know, I think there's a couple of... um, I have watched, of course, uh, Star Wars Rebels, the uh, animated Star Wars, and then I've been recently watching Bad Batch with uh, Jay. But uh, I know there's like Clone Wars, and there's so many other. Clone different... Wars is a massive behemoth of episodes on the animated side. On the animated side, yes. There's uh, like what hundreds. I I don't know. Oh, that's yeah. That was that's, that, that's something worthy of looking up. I do know that that was one that Andrew watched and loved, and he watched it pretty expansively, so, you know, that was really good, but I did not actually, I saw bits and pieces, but never really the whole thing. Okay, not hundreds, but hundred, 133 episodes. Nice, okay, so it was still pretty decent, that's a pretty decent amount of uh, seasons for an animated series, so... Um, okay, so we're going to dive in, and we're going to start off with how Boba Fett, kind of the, the storyline started, and kind of to build you up to where we're at. So, um, the initial star, uh, story was, um, you know, Boba Fett, of course, at the end of Return of the Jedi, as Jay pointed out, he uh, was knocked into the Sarlacc pit by, I don't remember if it was Luke or... And uh, they broke his jet pack and it, it, and it just tossed him in there, basically. Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of crazy. I can't remember exactly who broke it. though. It might have been just a random blaster or it could have been a lightsaber. I don't yeah. remember. Yeah, exactly. But I do remember he got knocked in. And so the Sarlacc pit, you know, of course, he's he's a Mandalorian and he has the Mandalorian armor. Well, yeah. And so... He has the Mandalorian armor, which protected him for this, from the Sarlacc's teeth and acid, and he was able to crawl out of the pit. Yes. Yeah, and uh, quickly passed out in the sand, and, you know, so somebody, while he was unconscious, stole his armor and left him for dead, and actually he was rescued by Tuscans. No, you don't have to say somebody. It's the Jawas. Come on. Tatooine. Uh, yeah, exactly. The Jawas, Jawas take everything. The Jawas take everything. If it's not bolted down, it's in their pockets. Yeah, exactly. That's a good and point. And even if it is bolted down, they'll take the bolt too. Yeah, or cut it loose. Something they'll uh, yeah. find a way. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> the Jawas are pretty hilarious. I always find them an interesting bunch, but yes. Um. So yeah, so the Jawas stole it. Of course, you know, if you watch the Mandalorian series, you find out what happened to the armor and where it went and things of that nature. So, but this is, uh, Boba Fett is in the middle of taking over Jabba the Hutt's area, trying to become the, the, the crime lord or whatever. I can't remember the specific name they the, give no, it. No, yeah. 
Dio. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The Dio. So he's becoming the Dio for the area that Jabba the Hutt used to control. And part of this is he's in this water kind of tube that helps heal his injuries and his scarring. It was insane. It it was some type of uh, healing bat, essentially. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. But, you know, he was in there to help heal the runes from both the Sarlacc pit and his experiences in the desert. Yeah, with the Tuscans. Yes. Exactly. But part of that is is when he's in this um, healing tube, he flashes back to all of his memories from when he came out and the Tuscan Raiders and, and all of that stuff. So you get to see a backstory. And we're not going to tell you the backstory Go check out the episode. It was really good. But it is it is fantastic backstory. It is interesting to have the the the, the current story story moving forward, even if it's at some episodes, it's a bit slow on moving forward. But having the rest of that time being filled up with flashbacks, talking about the story that leads up to him reaching that point. Yes, which yeah. is really interesting to me. <laughs> yes, I would agree. I would agree. Um, and it, it makes sure there's no. Uh, Empty like plot points or anything like how how did he start looking this way or in terms of a point of view that kind of thing it really explains it and makes you understand why he's making those decisions now yes it it really does because he went from a you know ruthless bounty hunter into someone who cares about certain things yes and he's starting to learn and and understand people more because of what what he encountered with the Tuscan Raiders and kind of their family pod lifestyle. And it was very interesting to learn that. So Very much so. I, I would agree. Um, the Dio, of course, you know, is a very challenging situation because there are people who are challenging his authority, people who challenges his right to be the Dio or whatever we call it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to double check. I think it's actually Daimyo with an M. Okay. I'm going to check that real quick. Hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but the point is, is, you know, there are people challenging between, you know, you have um, Jabba's brother and sister who fly from the hut uh, planet and challenge him in the beginning. And, oh my goodness, I will tell you, folks, they bring the most, excuse my language, badass-looking Wookiee. Holy cow, this guy looks frightening. You don't want to meet him in a back alley. Oh my, yeah, he was pretty vicious looking. Yeah, so it is Daimyo with an M. Okay, Daimyo. And that is the, the uh, a lord or whatever of Mos Espa, which is the, the city that he was controlling at least a part of. Yes. Okay. As being a crime lord, essentially. Yeah, Daimyo. Okay. Yeah, and Chrysanthemum, which is the Wookiee's name. Okay. I remembered it somehow. Okay. Um, he has a lot of nicknames, but he is a a male Wookiee bounty hunter himself. Yes. And then he's also part of that whole. Uh, they were talking about it in the show. Uh, he's been in like arenas and stuff using his uh, <coughs> brass knuckle electric deals or whatever yeah you, you'll see him in the show when you see him you'll be just like what the hell yeah it's pretty vicious looking he is w- wicked i mean he is just i mean it's great but they, yeah you gotta think about it 
Any regular Wilkie can just rip your arms off. Yes. This man looks like twice the size of any regular Wilkie. He is built like a beast more than any regular Wilkie is. Yeah, and you know, the funny thing is we don't see a lot of Wilkies in the the Star Wars series. You see Chewbacca. Mainly Chewbacca, yes. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah. But what happened to all the other Wookiees? I mean, come on. They... That just makes it doesn't make sense to me. I mean, you know, we saw the Ewoks, an entire indoor planet, you know, and we see other beasts, but oh my goodness, we I th- didn't they get like partially wiped out in a lot of the different wars that happened? Yeah, there was a lot of fighting for their home world, yeah, and sort of like Mandalorian home world, yeah, yeah. So. I, um, I can't say anything for sure because it's just kind of me randomly reading stuff on the internet, right? But I think I've I remember like something about like literally in the Imperial like Empire really wanting their home planet for some reason. Yeah. And fighting over it. So there's like not that many left. Okay, folks, if you've if you're a big fan of Star Wars and you know you want to correct Jay, you know, send us an email. Yeah, go ahead, correct me. I, I do not that's why I said I don't know if I'm completely correct or not. Yeah. I'm just it's ra- me reading random things, watching random videos little bits and pieces from random games and shows and whatever that I'm yeah. just kind of piecing together. Yeah, but no, he was, but the, the, the Chris, what's it, what did you call him? Chrysanthemum. Chrysanthemum. He is just one really wicked looking dude, I K-R-R would say. R.R. Santan. Okay. <laughs> so he could be Chrysanthemum. Maybe? Yeah, sure. yeah, okay, I mean, I'm just saying. It depends on how they spell it, right? I mean, <laughs> to his enemies, he probably is Satan. Yeah, well, no, it is Santan. It's, you, there's an N in there, but it's still. Oh, my yeah, goodness. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he's he's pretty wicked looking, you know. But uh, <laughs> other than that, it's it's pretty it's pretty cool. But, yeah, so, yeah, the, the brother and sister come in. You know, of course, they challenge him. They send, you know, Chris Santan to kill... Boba Fett, you know, there's a lot of back and forth fighting. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, we're we're leaving. You got it. Oh, you won't have it, but you got it. Yeah, and they give him a present as a going away peace yeah. present. A, a, a baby rancor. I know, right? Oh, I mean, yeah. And so, you know, of course, if you remember, uh, Jabba's rancor was actually killed by Luke in Return of the Jedi. Yeah, so that entire gauge has been empty. <laughs> yeah, and it was funny. I I love the part where he had the one guy, I don't remember if it was the first or second episode, he actually did the same thing that Jabba did to, to Luke. He did it to another guy, and the guy drops down there. So they're raising the crate, and they're raising the cage, and and, and he's freaking out, and he's like, a rancor's going to come out and uh, eat me. And then it's like, it's empty, dude. And he's just like, he's like freaking out. It was funny as hell. (laughs) Okay, so what's the name of the girl who's the really, what we call the badass sniper? No, that's the one that's escaping me right now. Okay. Because she's in both that and in... Fennec, uh, Fenna... What's her name? Okay, now I gotta look at her. Fennec Sean? So, yeah, she is really great. Oh, that's another one. And she... The funny thing is... Fennec Shan, yes. Fennec Shan. She's actually in Bad Batch, too. I was too. about to say that, yeah. Yeah, so it was kind of really interesting. And for you guys, she was in the Mandalorian series. Yes. You know, so, the yeah, Fennec Shan has been touching a little bit everywhere, and it's really this interesting to see 
the stories now Phoenix Shine in the Bad Batch is the kind of early days of Phoenix Shine, you know, whenever it was right after the clones turned on the Jedi. Yes. And then the one we're seeing now is the one that's after Return of the Jedi when, when Luke finally... And after the Mandalorian, whenever uh, yeah. he was left for dead in the, in the desert. Yes, exactly. So, um, yeah, Fennec Shan is, is really taking a, a prominent role. Now, I will tell you, the actor, actress that plays Fennec Shan, she's been in so many movies and so many TV shows. She really plays that kind of hardcore, badass role in almost everything she plays. It's just funny as hell. Most of you may have seen her in, uh, you know, what is it, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. She's the kind of badass martial artist, you know, really hilarious. But yeah, she's very talented. She really is. So, Fennec Shan, really great. Okay, so here's the clincher. Here's the really crazy part, folks. Uh, we're going to share a couple of really interesting um, spoiler alerts. I think the last three episodes, yeah, you the last three episodes, it, it's almost like Mandalorian. Yeah, it's like Mandalorian season 2.5. 2.5, exactly. So they actually talk about the Mandalorian, what he does you know and kind of his he's trying to give a gift to Groku mm-hmm. and he because Luke is training Groku he actually doesn't want to he forces Groku to make a choice we're not going to tell you the choice you're going to have to watch the show to find it Mm-hmm. find out but you know he does he said you either choose the mandalorian or you choose the jedi the jedi you you can't walk two paths and that's the interesting thing about it it's it, it was a very interesting span it, you, you probably have read a lot about it if you follow anything there's there were a lot of like different people trying to guess what was going on oh but, yeah the theories were running rampant, but they always are, so. Yes. Um, the one interesting thing I thought was the cult version of the Mandalorian that he was a part of. Yes. Um, how they're not actually Mandalorians, they're just fanatics, essentially. They're way over-the-top fanatics. Yes. Yeah, and so they're Mandalorian, but they're a fanatic division of the Mandalorian. They... They don't believe in taking off their helmets, and that's that was kind of crazy. And that one always struck me as weird when I watched the Mandalorian show, because if you, I don't remember if you watched it, but in Star Wars Rebels, Sabine was actually a Mandalorian, and she was actually part of one of the main houses, and she didn't wear a mask a yeah. lot. So the the thing about that is the that Mandalorian cult, the, I think it's the Watchmen or something like that. Right. The specific name. Um they follow the very old rules of the Mandalorian code. They don't follow anything that's new that has been changed or anything like that. They follow the original stuff. Right. And and follow it with 
as as much as they can put in. I mean, really, it's it's just with vigor. With I mean, vigor. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I couldn't find the right word, but with uh, a frenzied like vigor, yeah. they won't fanatic like, vigor. Yes, like if you take your helmet off, boom, you're gone. You're out. You're you're immediately kicked out, and that's exactly kind of what happened. Yeah, because basically Mando he had to take it off for a mission. Yes, and it's like, oh no, doesn't matter. You're gone. Yeah. Get the hell out. You're not part of our, our division anymore. We don't... No more support. Just, you're, just you're, get out. Yeah, you're dead to us is how they look Pretty at much, it. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. That's it, wild because he had to do it for a mission. He had to do it to do what he needed to do. And it's like, is that really... Like, you, there's no, like... Well, yeah, and he anything had... Anything there? And he had the blade. He did have the blade, too. So, in, by their own rules, they had to follow him. Yeah. But they won't follow their own rules. So it's it's a pick and choose what you want to be it's fanatic a, about. It's a very wild, yeah. You know, that, that was the crazy part to me, you know, and they did challenge him trying to get the blade. It, yes. Uh, one of the guys that actually was a Mandalorian and was part of one of the main houses that was, for some reason, in the cult. Yep. And, yeah, he tried to challenge him, lost, and then they were like, okay, have you taken your helmet off? The other guy's like, no. And then they asked him, and he's like, yeah. And they didn't give him a chance to explain, like, get out. Yeah, exactly. Take the blade and get out. And yeah. I forgot, what was the blade called? It was the uh, the dark blade, the wasn't dark, it? Dark blade or dark yeah. saber. I think it was the dark saber. It was the dark saber. saber, exactly. Yeah, which is, is actually was created by a Mandalorian who was a Jedi. Yeah. and so Which is a wild thing to think about. That's like... Best of both worlds, almost. Yeah, the armor from a Mandalorian and and a, and a saber and all the teachings from a Jedi. Like, that's insane. I know. I agree. That's so, a force to be reckoned with, right there. Exactly. And so that that was kind of crazy for me. <coughs> but yeah, so the dark saber does make its appearance. You know, of course, since Mando makes the appearance, uh, Groku is of course makes his appearance. You get a little view into Luke and Groku training, and that's always interesting. And the very start of his little school that he wanted to start. Oh, yeah, building it. Building yes. it and everything like that. Ahsoka makes an appearance. That was very interesting. For about, like, a couple minutes. Yes. <laughs> but it's it's the fact that she does make an appearance. She doesn't consider herself a Jedi anymore. It's very interesting. Yeah, so she doesn't stay and try to train anybody, but she's like, okay. I'll help out in like a little bit here at the beginning, but this is you. Yeah. Well, and it's very interesting because she's still a follower of the Force. Oh, very much so. But she's just not a Jedi. She doesn't follow the she Jedi sits, teachings. Kind of sits in between. So she does follow the teachings, but not all of them. Yes, it's it's a little different. She's it, she's literally in the gray area in between the two. Yes. I agree. I agree. So she doesn't, she wants to keep her emotions. She wants to keep her whatever. And the Jedi teach you, you have to separate yourself from your emotions. Yes. And so I think that's where she's, you know, it's a little more, it's a little more interesting in that aspect, but she does believe in fighting against the dark side. She just doesn't believe the same way the Jedi do in all their teaching. Yes. So I I think in terms of the gray area, she still leans towards the Jedi side. Yes, but she does have that little bit of 
believes in her emotions, emotions, and, yeah. and some of the teachings that they don't that they uh, give you. She believes against them. Yes, exactly. So, and that's why her blades are even just what gray or white or whatever. Yes, um, to reflect that. Yeah, and that's no. really interesting to kind of see. I, I don't want to say she's kind of ascended beyond in a weird way. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. Because she's more in balance than either side, honestly. Because she's yeah. sitting in the gray area. Yeah, she is in balance with the with the Force more than the Sith, more than the Jedi. She truly is, if you look at it like that. So it'd be interesting to get an entire backstory and then a forward kind of where she's been going that whole aspect of her life and all the things that she that did would be it, like after the clone wars after all that's happened what happened then that yeah. would be the very interesting to see yeah now i did see her i will tell you this she was in star wars rebels yes she was in rebels she's was in mandalorian and also in book of boba fett she's been in a lot of things but we've seen it like after certain bits yeah she's like, she been a side al- story not been a main story yes, she yeah. was already in the gray area whenever she came in in the rebels yes she was actually she left the jedi order in the star uh clone wars well they all got slaughtered yes i know by order 66 yes yes so that was a very good point um so but what happened in between there that's the really curious thing. yeah well and what happens after that because here's the whole thing we didn't see her when um we get into the news plot where you have um yeah she never showed up for luke or anything like that well and she never showed up for whenever it was you know um the, what's the latest series i'm just drawing a blank um the girl who is now the she's like I'm a Skywalker but she was technically the granddaughter of the uh you know dark lord. Oh yeah, you're talking about the the newest trilogy. Yes, the, the newest trilogy. Um yeah, the Force Awakens and all that. Yeah, Force yes, Ray. Yes, Ray. Yeah, thank you. I was drawn for some reason I couldn't I was drawn a blank. But yes, Ray, you know, we never see Osaka in any of those episodes any of those shows any of that or the movies and she never showed up in any of the movies or anything yeah but so where was she you know that's the there what what happened there you know what where's that storyline i mean she's obviously still alive because she was there for uh luke starting the school Right. What happened after that? Exactly. Was she just gone? What what happened? Was she killed by Was she killed? Was did she just get old and die before Luke did? I mean it... She was she is older than Luke, but I don't know the Twilight's like lifespan, so yeah, I can't ex- really say anything. Exactly. Well and they said that the the force makes your lifespan last longer. The force does make your lifespan last longer. Yeah. Luke's not as much, but yeah, yeah, but you understand. You you would agree. I mean, it's it's kind of one of those challenging things of what happened, and that that would have been interesting. So we we kind of spun off onto a little bit of a you know what if series here, but you know it's that's the beauty of the Star Wars is there's so many little side stories that really could take on an interesting so, piece. And, uh, thinking about it. There may be a book that addresses all of this, but we haven't read any of the books. Yeah. So we, uh, the new books, anyway. Yes. The so, new canon books. So I, I, we have no clue. Yeah. Uh, I will tell you this. Um, I, my brother-in-law, 
um, Jay's uncle, is very hardcore. I think he has an entire bookshelf full of the Star Wars, and he's read them all. He loves the story. Don't know how much of the new canon stuff he's read, but he's read all of the old stuff. Yes. Uh, the legacy. Yeah. So it's it's very interesting. Um, he's he's pretty diehard. He's the one that we should have had here, right next to me. Yeah, I know. That would have been the perfect <laughs> guest to have here today. Well, you know, we'll bring him back when right. we want to really dive into some of the book stuff for Star Wars. Yeah, there we go. You know, because then it's it's going to be very interesting. Well, today we were mainly focused on Boba Fett, and we just kind of spun off. And it's <laughs> yeah. it's it happens though. I mean, folks, when you're really talking about it, it's really easy to kind of. That whole Star Wars universe is very, it's very wide open. There's just so much that they built. So, and so much potential for more. Yes. Okay. So um, I'm going to make a comment and then, and then we'll come back to it. But I, I will tell you that there's been a couple of Star Wars games out there, folks. We'll, t- we'll cover those in another episode. Some have been really good. Some of them failed flat, but we'll cover those in another one. But let's get back to the Boba Fett. So we talked about Fennec Shan. We've talked about Ahsoka. We've Mandalorians back in the show, kind of bringing him back in. Yeah, and they brought Chrysanthemum. And then we never talked about why the brother and sister of Jabba left. Yeah, so that that is the key point. We were building up to that because that's like the main point of the entire story, right there. That that's the main yeah so, storyline problem. Yeah, so the the main problem is is uh, so they basically there's another crime business. That wants to come in and take over not just Mos Espa, all of Tatooine, all of Tatooine, and the spice harvesting uh, to transport spice. Yes, I don't even think it, I don't <clears throat> even think spice is like natural to Tatooine. It's just they want to have it traded and moved around on Tatooine. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, okay. Because it's syndicate. not Dune, right? Yeah. It's yeah, you yeah. can't. It, the spice doesn't flow like Dune. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so but yeah, uh, uh, the syndicate. That's the name of the the syndicate. Yes. yes. I don't remember the name of the specific division type of people. Yeah. 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 Exactly. I don't remember the race name yes. or whatever, but yeah, yeah it's, it's the, the syndicate. syndicate. That's the name of the the the, the crime company. Yes, yes. It's like the mob. They just call themselves a syndicate. Yes. Yeah, yeah. and they're looking to do spice trade on Tatooine. And they're looking to take over all the spice trade that was already happening on Tatooine. So there is another bounty hunter, folks, that actually comes um, to Tatooine. I'm not going to spoil this for you, but if you want to see an old-fashioned, you know, Wild West... Cowboy gunslinger. Yes. And a literally a standoff like the OK Corral in the middle of the street in a town. You got to check it out. It actually did. They did yeah. a really good justice. And he's also been in like everything. Yeah, no, he's in been in terms of the animated series. This is his first time being not in an animated series. I know, I know. But he's been in like Clone Wars. I don't know about Rebels. That one I probably... No, he was in Rebels. He was in Rebels. He's in Bad Batch. I mean, he's in everything. Yeah. He, he, and now he's on in here, too. Yes. <clears throat> so that was interesting. I will tell you that. But yeah, we're not going to spoil that for you. You, you got to go check out the show. But it was very interesting because the end of the show, you know, you've got so much action going on and all this buildup and all this planning. It's the big climax, and it was a fantastic climax to the entire show. Right. So the the, the big thing is, is you know, um, 
basically Boba Fett has Fennec Shan and Mando. Yes. Who is helping him build an army to fight the syndicate. And, you know, just when you think they're losing, you know, somebody pulls out and starts helping them out. And then, of course, you know, the uh, syndicate pull out the robots. It's literally a back and forth, like, tug of war. Yeah, it's just like, okay, you called my card, now I'm calling yours. Yeah, and you called my card, and I'm calling playing, yours. They're playing a game of, like, cards, Yu-Gi-Oh, whatever the case may be. And they Chess, just keep pulling yeah, out. yeah, I know, exactly. They just keep pulling out, like, trump cards and just seeing what the other person reacts to. And then they pull out another trump card and just... It's hilarious to see, but it's really cool to see as well because they're like, okay, let's keep pulling in all the stops and just keep going escalating from there. So the the full escalation point, and I think this is a great part about it. You want to check out all the other action, watch the show. We're going to give you a big spoiler here. The big spoiler is towards the end of the show, you've got full size Rancor being re- uh, rode by Boba Fett. And he's fighting a robot that's the same size as him. He's fighting multiple robots the same size as him. Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. And, and in the middle of it, they're just destroying the city. That's an understatement. <laughs> the city just, like, that, that entire section of the city, gone. Like, they just kept destroying building after building, tower after tower. He was jumping from tower to tower and seeing a Rancor jump from tower, like, Tower or building to building is ridiculous. It, it was great though. It was, it was badass. Great, yes. Yeah. I mean, at at one point, they yeah. actually made him look like it, it, it was King a, Kong yeah. sitting on the tower. I mean, it, it was, was literally crazy. a King Kong moment. And you're like, <laughs> oh lord, they didn't. <laughs> I know. It was funny as hell. It was great. So, uh, yeah, the Rancor scene by far. Yeah, if you don't know what a Rancor is, go look it up. Go check out the show. Rancor is like. Embedded into the history of Star Wars, it's embedded into the whole Tatooine. That is the key point because of the job of the hut. Well, that too, but like just in general, because it's not even uh, it's not even technically part of Tatooine. No, That's, it's not. Yeah, but it's in like everything. Like it'll just randomly jump up. It's in the um, Force Awakens game series, both yeah. one and two. It's in there. You fight several of them. Yes, and it's like. It's everywhere. It's yeah. it's really embedded in there as one of the big monsters <laughs> that are just vicious and hard to kill. Yes, 100%. So, but yeah, no, that was so the whole Boba Fett series, you know, they're they're doing all these side stories. They're giving you backstory of Boba Fett. They give you all these things and and then they pull in the Mando stuff and in my opinion, it was the build up to to season 3 for Mando. But yeah, they're pulling in all this stuff, and they literally end it with this climactic, crazy ending that is just insane. And I know I've seen memes. Uh, we I was telling Jay about a meme I saw. I think it was on Facebook. Um, there are these two what they call um, space cops. Yeah, in the, X Wing fighters, the, the, the Rebel uh, space cops, or the New Republic space cops now. Yeah, the New Republic space that cops time frame. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so they were like, you know, one of the guys was like, "Hey, I just heard about a report of a Rancor fighting a robot," and the other guys responds with, um, "Yeah, do we really want to file that paperwork?" 
No, 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 no. Uh, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Let's just and, not get involved. And that scene is pulled directly from whenever they're talking about uh, Mando and his new starfighter. Yes. Because his, um, his old ship was destroyed. Yes. I can't remember exactly how, but I know it happened at the end of Mandalorian Season 2. Yes. But he now has a, star, a Naboo starfighter. And it's like, what in the world? And then... And enhanced. I mean, it was yeah, like... Yeah, it, it, it's like they took it into the garage and gave it all the aftermarket parts and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking to John... Oh, my. That entire scene was hilarious. Yeah. Because if you... The, the, the lady that was helping him, the, the, the one that runs the port and all that stuff yes. and found it... Yep. When they were talking about the Jawas and everything, they were like, oh, I got it. I got it. I used to date one. I'm like, What? I know it was, that was actually pretty funny. Excuse yeah. me. <laughs> how? Did, how? Did, wait, wait. How, how does, does that, that work? I know, right? Exactly. Never mind. I do not want to know. <laughs> yeah, that, is, that, is, that is like uh, I don't know. And she yeah. said, "Yeah." She said, "Yeah." It's just really furry. I'm like, oh, uh, exactly. No. Stop! Stop right there. I don't want to hear funny. anything else. <laughs> it was great. Oh, that was actually pretty funny. I forgot about that scene. Oh my gosh, that was pretty funny. But yeah, she helped him out. Oh my good, just imagine, you know, a custom shop for a car, a truck, and that's what they were doing to this starfighter. And I mean, yeah, it was insane. It's a Nabu Royal Guard starfighter. It's super old, super off the grid because of how old it is, and it's also an absolutely incredible ship. Yeah, and it's fast as hell. Especially after all the aftermarket stuff they put yeah, on exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah, it they it just Shot off like, do we want to report this? Do you want to do the paperwork for that? And, no. no, no. So, and the funny thing Fair is, enough. yeah, exactly. <laughs> if like, you haven't seen a Nabi Starfighter, either watch the show. But it was also in the essentially, if you look at the way we, you know, the uh, movies were released, it was the fourth movie. It was part of the prequel series. Yeah, basically where Anakin was first discovered, and they were on Naboo, and Anakin actually jumps in on Naboo. Starfighter and actually goes up <laughs> yeah. and destroys. Yes, that was funny as hell. So yeah, it was really crazy. But yeah, that thing was oh wicked. So you know, just imagine that, and and he's flying that thing around. So there you go. I mean, it's uh, you know the the Rancor robot battle. I mean, it was insane. You know, oh, yeah. um, Boba Fett really. He does. They do a really good job on the storyline. They really do a good job on kind of building up to that climactic end, you know. So that was really. I mean, it was really badass. Oh, so, very much so. Yeah, it was very badass. But it was also very thorough as well, which I appreciate. They weren't leaving things out. They weren't skipping bits and just not explaining it. Yeah, that's a good point. And I very much appreciate that in a show or whatever. I'm like media or content i'm consuming right when it's all explained you're not wondering like wait how is why does this connect to this like what what's going on right you're not you're not left lost at any point well they if do. you if you have a baseline knowledge of a few other things then you're not left in like lost no you're you're not but they they now from episode to episode they do leave you a few cliffhangers but they do finish and wrap up that cliffhanger when they start the next episode. Yes. That's the beauty of it, is they do a good job there. 
I was so, talking about in terms of all the episodes put together. In terms no, of no, continuity. no, the timeline and the, the whole story. Yeah. Yes, I very much appreciate that with a series. Yes, and they wrapped it up really nicely. They I did. will again. So, and left it open for Mandalorian season three. Yeah, and I think that's the keys and the key point. They actually they wrapped it up nicely. They left it open for a Mandalorian season three, but they also they did it in a way that allowed you to have closure with this season, but open it up for a season two. Yeah, I, the way I'd put it is like you're you're getting a Christmas present, right? Yes. You put a Christmas present, and you put it in a box, you wrap it up. But you don't put the bow on there because you want someone to still do more. Yeah. But it's all wrapped up. So it can be given to the person, just no bow. Yeah. Just in case you want to do more with it. Yes, exactly. So, but it was really, it was really good. So that, that, that's our kind of sum it up on the. And random ramblings. Yes. Of Boba Fett. Um, I'm telling you, it is worth it 100%. Even if you're not a huge Star Wars fans. They, if, you, if you like that bounty hunter, sometimes Wild West type of vibe, you'll absolutely love this show. Yeah, It's almost the same for Mandalorian, but this one, especially because it's almost exclusively on Tatooine, and it just gives you that vibe the entire time. No, 100%. And then you've got the, you know, the whole Rancor, King Kong climbing up the tower. Oh, I mean, yeah, just the ridiculousness of that. Yeah, it was just funny as hell. Uh, so, you know, we think you'll enjoy it. We definitely gave it, you know, two thumbs up, you know, five out of five. Uh, I'll be honest with you, I really enjoyed the yeah, show. I really hope that they could still come out with a season two of that. Because that would be like, uh, awesome to see. Yes, it would. Yes, it would. So any last thoughts before we close out this show? I'm excited to see more Bounty Hunter stuff in Star Wars. It's fantastic stuff to see because you only ever saw them before. They were never a like a main part of any of the storyline. Right. Which is super cool to see. Right. So I will share that same concept, but I will say, too, it's definitely would be interesting to see more of the smuggler side of things because you know han solo was a smuggler and he worked for jabba so it would be interesting to see them bring in a smuggler to work with baba fett that would be interesting you know because it's that whole relationship that jabba had with han solo that would be an interesting spin so we'll see what they do um i don't have anything else to share just it was worth the checkout you know, we gave you the uh, warning. There's spoiler alert. <laughs> this entire episode is a spoiler alert. Yes, exactly. So um, thanks, everyone, and uh, keep listening and keep following. See you later.